I don't want you to listen to this episode until I have a chance to mention this to you first. As you know, we normally try to have really good sound quality on recording every single episode with professional mics. However, every now and again, when I'm on the road, which tends to be a lot, when I'm on the road speaking at a conference, I might be meeting with somebody else as the case for today's episode. So um, we recorded it and I thought that there was a lot of really great value. So I want you to just help me look past the sound quality and look at the content that's going to be in this episode. So with no further ado, let's get into the episode. It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out-of-the-box real estate investing strategies brought to you by ecospace.com. Now here's your hosts, Adam and Jason. Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. I'm your co-host, Jason J. Lou Lewis. And today, we're going to be talking about repurposing. Essentially, it's repurposing of materials and repurposing of real estate. Very creative ways to take something that's been used, make it better, reuse it, save on the environment, save some dollars, and make sure that you're getting creative in a very unique way when it comes to, to real estate. So today, Damon Carson. Welcome on the show, Damon. Hope you're having a great afternoon so far. Yep. Uh, ready to get going and talk about repurposing as it relates to real estate. Great. Well, l- let's dive into that. What What is repurposing in relationship to real estate mean? So repurposing, I've, obviously, we can go two different ways with it. We can talk about the materials from real estate uh, or materials used from corporate America that can be uh, design architectural salvage back into real estate, and then we can talk on a broader sense certain types of real estate, um, the building, the physical building itself that can be repurposed for very different uses. So we really can kind of talk about this on multiple levels. So I'll let you be the guide as we take this journey. Yeah, well, let's let's start with where you did your first real estate deal. Take us back to how you got into the real estate game. Um, so the one primary one with repurposing is we had a, a guy call me about razor wire a few years ago, wanting to know if we would take this on the material side. And I said, just kind of fun making conversation. I said, well, why do you own a prison or something? And he says, as a matter of fact, I do. And it's for sale. So I said, well, I'm would be interested. So with repurposing, we always look about look at attributes, characteristics, and engineering. What is unique about the piece of real estate that is very expensive to replicate that maybe you could, again, take it out of the setting of a prison, a physical private prison, and transition it into something else. So attributes, characteristics, and engineering. With the prison, you have really thick walls, concrete walls. You have a temporary generator because, again, prisons can't be without power. You have a super big water tap. Um, some of these things are the interesting attributes, characteristics, and engineering. Again, no longer um, this private company no longer wanted to house inmates there, but it still has all these attributes, characteristics, and engineering. And so then you try to figure out, okay, what other industries would that be of interest to it? Great. And what what did that kind of lead you down? The what path did that lead you down when after that call with the hey, I have razor wire? What? What did that so we then began the, yeah, yeah. So we began the no- negotiation process. We ended up uh, purchasing the facility, and then we put it out nationally for sale. Again, 
and not to be redundant, but also to be redundant, talking about these attributes, characteristics, and engineering, we started marketing it all over the United States. So we had uh, data centers interested in the property. We had different types of facilities that were interested in security. So, again, all these thick walls uh, in First Life met to keep people inside prisoners. Uh, also provided, you know, that same stuff provided ways secure so people wouldn't get in on the outside. So we had a couple of uh, biopharma companies who were doing high-level research projects that wanted that security. We had interest from a document storage company because, again, they wanted to keep the documents secure, protected for, like, HIPAA rules with medical storage, document storage. So, again, it just takes you down an interesting road of all the possibilities that, you know, again, want maybe a big water tap, maybe want really thick concrete walls, on and on. That's quite interesting. So what what next? So what next is we put it out for sale. Of course, I haven't said, but this was in northeast Colorado. Of course, the big uh, industry in Colorado the last few years is is the marijuana growing industry. Big water tap. Big electricity, both of those things you need to grow marijuana. Um, indoors, controlled environment. Unfortunately, the community, small community that this was located, did not want marijuana to be grown in their municipality, so they actually passed legislation to uh, prohibit that reuse slash repurpose. So that one uh, died on the vine, so to speak. But then it was on to other things. We ended up finding a home, a buyer for it, who was in the uh, uh, pharma industry, um, and he was, he's going to use it as part of his research and development things with his uh, biotech company. So that's how a piece of real estate, you know, First Life, a prison, private prison, it last held female prisoners, uh, got transitioned or repurposed to biotech. That's great. What other opportunities are you seeing out there in the repurposing of real estate and real estate materials? Um, so we get a lot of calls. People uh, on the material side, demo, uh, deconstruction, a fun story we have. Uh, this happened about three months ago. Uh, Hudson Yards is the biggest skyscraper development in New York City in the last few years. Uh, very high-profile project. They were going to make a a viewing observation deck, and they were going to, instead of fencing, uh, metal fencing around the edge so that people would like out over, they were going to do uh, laminated glass so it would be see-through. So it was three-quarter inch laminated glass. Laminated glass is just like your car windshield. It's several pieces of glass laminated together. Um, So they made all the glass, and they ended up making and inserting the wrong laminate in the glass to survive the wind loads, you know, 150 stories in the air. So all that was rejected, all that glass. It's new, unused, perfectly good. It just didn't meet the spec for that real estate application. So that becomes surplus, salvage, whichever words you want to put in there. So we did a deal for three truckloads of that Laminated glass, again, perfectly good, high-end casino hotel-type glass. It just didn't meet that application. Um, So we sold that to real estate developers, homeowners all over the United States to, you know, repurpose into their individual DIY projects or smaller-scale projects. So there's an example of materials that, 
you know, can get repurposed, reused, but, you know, it comes from the real estate development industry, and unfortunately, in that case, you know, somebody made a mistake. Somebody probably lost their job because they inserted the wrong laminate in the in that process. So That sounds like I mean, a, a, a one, very one costly misstep on someone's part. What, what would you uh, guess yeah. the value of that uh, error would? Yeah, so, I mean, they told us it was $200,000 worth of glass that they screwed up. So, yeah, it was very, very costly. Huh. What, what opportunities do you see, say, a individual investor or a small real estate company or development company out there uh, just in the real estate market? What opportunities do you see for them to keep an eye out for either finding repurposed material or items that can be repurposed or being able to use repurposed items in their real estate investments that might save them money and ultimately maybe help keep some material out of the landfill? So again, I, I, I go back to the aforementioned three words, attributes, characteristics, and engineering. I think it's whether it's materials or an actual physical piece of real estate. I think you look for things that are interesting about that asset that are pretty unique, that are really expensive to replicate. Um, you know, one of my favorite examples uh, of repurposing of real estate is the salt mines. Um, obviously, this is a little bigger scale. This isn't, you know, mom-and-pop investors, but they take these big salt mines. So in First Life, it was a salt mine, underground salt mine. They would dig out all the salt out of there, you know, table salt, road salt, etc., and then they would abandon the mine, and there was just these caverns left underground. These have been repurposed, reclaimed by the document storage industry. So document storage companies need security. They need stable humidity and stable temperature. That's all naturally present underground in these caverns. On top of the ground, they spend hundreds of dollars a square foot to build that ground up when it's just naturally present underground in these salt mines. So they reclaim these salt mines, put electric lights in it, um, and they become, docu- you know, they erect their pallet racking and they become document storage underground. So I think it's so fascinating and so smart, frankly, that, again, what they're spending hundreds of dollars a square foot to build new on top of the ground, all those attributes, characteristics, and engineering are naturally present underground in these ab- abandoned salt mines. So, Again, I'm looking for in real estate, so that's an example. I'm looking in real estate for, you know, maybe there's a piece of real estate that has a really thick piece of concrete. I mean, it's like 12 inches thick for whatever reason that first application was, the first owner. Well, then you say, okay, I can buy that piece of real estate. Then I'm looking for the most strategic buyer is going to be somebody that's going to want a piece of property and have to pour brand new a 12-inch 14-inch piece of concrete. Maybe, different example, maybe they want something with a big hole in the ground. And again, you just, it, it, it's odd to say, but you're looking for the odd properties. You're looking for the weird stuff that, again, it's not going to be a general audience for it in terms of buyers. But, boy, if you find that one unique buyer, you're going to save them a lot of money because you bought that piece of real estate with all these, again, same three words, attributes, characteristics, engineering, that were already present. And you probably bought them at a steep, steep discount because, again, you probably just bought raw land. They didn't add in the cost of the concrete pad in the aforementioned example. 
if that makes sense. Missile silos. We've seen recently yeah, a lot absolutely. of... There's another great one. Yep. I mean, the government, the DOD, spent millions of dollars to bury these super deep holes, all the construction blast-proof. Yep, exactly. Perfect example. Is Is that been one you've ever uh, kind of thought of, of going down that path, repurposing uh, some I of those? Have I thought about it? Yes. Have I ever gotten a really good deal? I think in that particular case, the word's kind of out. They bring, you know, they bring a pretty good sum of money at government auctions. So, you know, just whether I'm buying materials or real estate, I've got to, I've got to buy it cheap to, you know, to, to make the kind of returns that I want to make. Um, so, yeah, that's a perfect example. I just, they're, they're, they're popular. It's well known. They've been well documented, they, they being the missile silos. So I haven't dabbled in that one, but it certainly piques my interest. Absolutely. Yeah, as a Midwest guy myself, hearing these stories of, of what some of these developers are repurposing and selling these silos for, condoing them out each level individually and selling them for millions of dollars to these very well-off, make million billionaire people for preppers. the what-if Yeah, they're, preppers. they're, they're rich yeah. preppers <laughs> yeah. that, that want something uh, their buddy doesn't have. Yep. Exactly. Well, anything else that you're kind of seeing here in the next few years that might be an opportunity the way the economy's changing or the way technology's changing that might be a unique repurpose? Uh, well, I think with the, obviously in the midst of the, the, the leading edge of the whole Corona debacle, I, I have to believe that, you know, there's going to be opportunities out there. Um, I don't think we're seeing them yet. I think this is all way too new. I think it's going to take months, if not a year or two, for specifically real estate to potentially depreciate and, you know, these projects or these particular types of real estate um, become abandoned or bankruptcies or whatever. But uh, I will certainly, you know, I was just on LoopNet, I don't know, a couple days ago, you know, just starting to troll you know, what's out there, where, where's a really odd property that, you know, again, has unique attributes, characteristics, and engineering that you can buy the improvements at a heavily depreciated price. Um, you know, the land is the land. You know, the 10 acres is the 10 acres. That's kind of what it is for that respective zip code. But you can buy a lot of times, again, the improvements at a heavy, heavy discount. Um, you know, a, a popular one, niche, very niche, is all these, we call them crane-served buildings, so industrial real estate that has the big heavy cranes in them, overhead cranes. A lot of times they're steel mills, steel fabrication facilities. A lot of times you can buy the piece of real estate for a warehouse price, and then you have the value-added steel infrastructure for these bridge cranes that you can buy at pennies on the dollar. So again, you're going to have to find a strategic buyer for sure, but you're buying the improvements at a heavily depreciated price, much more so than just the real estate itself, if that kind of resonates, makes sense. For sure. Well, that's, I think, a great segue. Let's take a, a quick break, and we'll come back. We'll dive into the final five with Mr. Damon Carson. Hey, it's Adam Adams, and I am thrilled and excited to announce the launch of my brand new, brand new YouTube channel. So I don't know if you 
like YouTube or not, if you watch YouTube or not, but if you do, head over and please subscribe to the Apartment Investing Show. This YouTube channel is 100% about apartments only. If you're looking to fix and flip, not the right show for you. If you're looking to invest in hotels, not the right show for you. This is the Apartment Investing Show, and I mean the Apartment Investing Show, and I'm thrilled and excited about it. If you can, do me a giant favor, run over there right now, if you're a YouTube watcher, and find the Apartment Investing Show, please give me a rating and a review, like give us a thumbs up and subscribe, click that bell. We're going to be pushing out some amazing content on the YouTube channel, so if you are looking to scale and grow and get into apartments, whether it's syndication or just owning these on your own, the Apartment Investing Show is the right show for you. Go look for the Apartment Investing Show on YouTube right now, and I'll see you there. Welcome back. We have Mr. Damon Carson. We're going to jump right into the first of the final five questions, which is, what is your most creative real estate deal? Well, I've already outlined the one I is I think the most creative and I don't know I'd have to say probably the one I'm most proud of is finding a second life for an old uh, prison uh, incarceration facility so we've talked about that but I, I would have to say that's number one for sure great well where do you see the real estate market in five years and where do you see yourself I see myself owning more of it probably uh, again, specializing in or, you know, really paying particular attention to properties, uh, probably commercial properties, industrial properties that can get repurposed. Um, so, yeah, I see myself being a holder of probably more square footage, more acreage going forward. I Again, I have to believe in the next few years, property prices are going to probably come down a little bit. So, keep your dry powder and be ready to to spring when those opportunities present themselves. Great. What's a book that you like to read or one you recommend to people in the real estate sector? I don't particularly read in the real estate sector. I read some trade journals, uh, trade magazines. I mean, I, I guess I'll broaden your question and say my favorite business book is actually not a book, but if you take time to read in there online, all the Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett, letters to shareholders, I think if those were condensed into a book over the last 40 years, that would be probably, well, for me, that would be the best business book I've ever read. So if you want to spend a little time online and read those letters to shareholders from the 80s, early 90s, tremendous business wisdom from Mr. Buffett. That's very interesting. We've yet to have that answer on the podcast. So it's always very welcome to have a unique and new answer. Where, uh, where's a way that you like to give back to the real estate community? And it sounds like you're doing some repurposing and maybe given that way, what's a unique way you like to kind of give back in general? Well, I think it's kind of a, a, a maybe an odd way to give back, but I think we give back by, in our day-to-day repurposing business with materials, we give real estate owners an opportunity to keep materials out of the landfill. 
So I think that's a way to give back instead of clogging. So an environmental aspect, so we take those materials in. Uh, we're getting ready to do a job in New Jersey, quarter million, 300 and, or two, 250,000 square feet re-roof project. There's going to be 16, 17, 18 truckloads of used insulation coming off that would have normally gone to the landfill. We're going to bring it to one of our warehouses. So I think that's a, a environmental thing we give to the real estate industry as they're doing remodels, repairs, general maintenance. I think on the flip side, that same 15, 16, 17 truckloads of insulation are going to be bought by uh, low-cost producers of real estate. Instead of buying new insulation, they're going to buy used insulation. So we're giving them an economic benefit and, you know, 50 cents on the dollar materials to insulate a piece of real estate rather than buying new. So it's kind of a maybe a unique answer to the question, but I think what we do day-to-day is we give back tremendously to the real estate industry, both on both sides of the equation, just depending on what side the investor or owner of the property is on. The environmental, environmental aspect of it, I think, is a, a very big give back because real estate does consume a lot of raw materials when you build and renovate, update, scrape new builds so anytime that you can do a little good in in that overall process i think is a definite value add both to the real estate and to the community in general so well what and one one just piggyback i mean obviously in the real estate community leads you know it's huge lead qualification so we do a lot of projects with with building owners that you know want lead certification um, because and landfill diversion is a huge part of that as they're doing remodels and stuff. So, yeah, that's a huge way we give back, making it these buildings more environmentally friendly. For sure. Well, what's one way? I know a lot of people have a lot of social media accounts and different profiles, but what's the number one best way that we can put in the show notes for people to reach out to you if they have any questions on the repurposing game? Sure. Um, certainly our website, Repurposed Materials, Inc., com or if you just Google repurposed materials, will come up. Um, certainly, that's our most front-facing marketing tool. Uh, again, my name is Damon. You've already introduced me. I'm happy to take any phone calls, 303-321-1471. Uh, we have four locations, Denver, Dallas, Chicago, South Carolina, so we help people all over the United States. So love to be a resource to the real estate community. That's great. Damon, greatly appreciate what you're doing for the real estate community in your unique, unique little niche. And we appreciate you coming on and dropping some of your creative wisdom to the listeners today. So we really appreciate that. I appreciate your few minutes, Jason. Excellent. Well, as always, everyone, until the next episode, think outside the box. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Creative Real Estate Podcast. Jason Lewis and myself, Adam Adams, are grateful to have you as a loyal listener. And I do have one quick favor to ask is if you are looking for apartment investing, then go to apartmentinvestingshow.com. That is the brand new YouTube channel that I just launched. Brand new YouTube channel. Uh, Again, this is only for apartment investing. That's all we talk about there. It is the Apartment Investing Show, and you can find it by going to apartmentinvestingshow.com.